Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a milli every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now, today, I got a very, very, very special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen, so take some notes. I knew this man for many, many years. I know him as a full-time hustler. This man's been in the music business. Just got his first billboard plaque. Oh, my God. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how he maintained his business, his nine-to-five business, to support his dream and really grow it to a successful empire. Ladies and gentlemen, my main man, Paranoia. Ooh, you gonna flex on him like that? Ow! <laughs> I'm Look, bro, yo, you know me for a long time, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? You know me for a long time, bro. And keep it real with you, bro. Like, we, um, this was always a dream on ours, bro. You know, mm-hmm. this is always something that we, we thought that we couldn't even do. Um, you know, something that we sat back and didn't even know. Like, look, Latin digital song sales, bro. Mm. Like to me, that means something because it's not like, like you said early in our conversations, man, like a lot of people, they think that, you know, we were just following trends. We were just trying to rap. We were just trying to get into hip hop. We was trying to get in where we fit in. This is where we fit in at. This is where I'm fitting in at. And that's why I'm learning. And that's to me, dog, it's a, it's a, it's a proud moment for us, man. You know, it's a proud moment. You know, I appreciate you even. Like, I don't know anybody who got one of these. <laughs> I do now. I do now. Yo, man. So, <laughs> hey, this thing in the background. No, I mean, just for the ambiance. Yeah, just for, just for the show. Just for the show, you know. Oh, man. That's super hard right there. Thank you, brother. Got scratched. Oh, you can't get, can't, get no, can't get no fingerprints on that, daddy. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, put that right there. It looks like you came with the, with the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, dog. Well, congratulations on that, my brother. Like you said, man, it's been a dream of ours. Still is a dream of mine, man. I'm glad you brought yours to fruition, man. It just gives me more and more motivation to get mine, man. Like you said, it's, it's, it's about not only getting in where we fitting in, but representing who we are and where we come from and really showcasing our roots, you know what I'm saying? Instead of our hood and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, shit that we don't even know. For the Latinos. Yeah, you know, shit that we don't even know. And a lot of times that we sit here begging, fighting each other for shit that we don't even know, you know over spaces and blocks that we don't even know, over hoods and sets that we ain't even a part of. And when you sit back and you think about that, man, we're killing ourselves instead of bringing ourselves up and moving into a better situation for everybody involved, including your kids, your next generation, your family, putting those things on. We out here chasing dreams and, and, and dreams of other people and building those for them. And, and realistically, you know, I love what you got, Sleepers for Billionaires, because people ask me every day, right? How do you find the time to you know, own a business, invest and teach people how to make money and still follow your passion and your dreams. And I sit back and I tell them, I don't sleep. Mm. I don't sleep. You know, I'm, I'm a kind of guy, you know, you remember what they say, you, the guy that put the battery in the back? Mm-hmm. 
whoa, you put battery in my back, and I all I know is go. Hey, you that's know what I'm talking about. You know, so that's that's how I do it. It may be different for other people, man, but I'm a, I like to execute, man, and I feel like I don't just do it for myself, bro, because. You know, a lot of people don't know, man. Like, I spent three years in in, in state prison. Mm. You know this. You know this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know this. And, we, and we're going to get to that, man. Actually, that's where I want to start. I want I actually want to start from the beginning, you know what I'm saying, where right. where you first had this dream, you know what I'm saying? But then you kind of realized that, you know, it wasn't really, not, not necessarily working out, but you had to really diversify your attention to keep your dream alive but still oh. maintain as a you know, a human being in society who got to work, pay their rent and do all of that. So I want to, I want to, before we go, I'm going to go, I'm going to take them way back to come on, come on, to where, to where me and you, where you, cause you, I know you understand it cause you were there, but you remember when we did the DJ Chris John show and you were actually recording that show. <laughs> I tell this story all the time, but this is my first time being able to tell it on your show. Was that the time we actually, we didn't just first meet that day, right? Not, no, 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 We had met like a week before, prior. You okay. would come through, see the music, and then like you came, and then, and then we, were, we were like, yo, I'm performing for Chris John. I was about to go in, right? Mm-hmm. Because I had made decisions in my life, the same ones that we talked about, fighting over blacks that are and ours, all that other shit. And... Mm-hmm made a poor decision, and that decision got me locked up. And so I was just about to be sentenced. My son was going in. You came over. You saw the setup, mm-hmm. and you saw how much work I was putting in during the time to mm-hmm. create the music that we were talking about, to achieve one of these things back then. Right. You know? And then you came, and we were like, we opening up for DJ Chris John. You were like, Before I got- you keep going, what year was this? Just so people know that time frame. What year was this? 2008. This going into mm. 2009. Okay? okay. Mm. I think it was 2009, actually, because I got arrested in 2008, and it was 2009. So okay. 11 years. The summer, the summer, the summertime. Mm. We're going to go uh, for DJ Chris John. And then realistically, what end up happening is we get on stage, we're the opening act, mm-hmm. and we rolled up a whole shitload, a whole ounce of that fire. And we yeah. put it in white owl packets because and 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 I and have put it in money. my hands. I have money, too much money, dollar bills in my hands. So we went and gave you Johnny Vegas. The mm-hmm. white owl packets, about five or six or seven white owl packets. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. put them in your pocket, ready mm-hmm. to go. And right. when we got on stage, because it was packed, Ace Hood mm-hmm. was there, Pitbull, Khaled, Pat Joe. Joe, all mm-hmm. these people was there. And when it was time the lights came on, we were the first mm-hmm. act, and we got on stage, y'all. Pocket so heavy that I can't walk steady. Yeah. And the first thing I do is reach into my pocket and throw out $100 in bills. Mm-hmm. And my boy in Hollywood at the time, he mm-hmm. takes his $100 and he throws it in. And Johnny Vegas. <laughs> and then in my defense, the Mike, Mike, the gentleman that he's referring to, Hollywood, tends to me and goes, hey, yo, clubs. They used to call me clubs back in the day. He goes, yo, clubs, light it up. 
So I got the camera in my hand. So I'm not assuming he's telling me to light up a blunt. I'm just following the trend. They throwing money. They throwing money. I'm like, fuck it. I ain't got no money, but I'm going to throw these blunts. I took all these blunts and I was like, light it up. (laughs) He said, hey, clubs, hold this. And he gave you the blunts. And you thought he said, throw this. And you you threw all of our bud into the crowd. And after we killed that show, by the way, Mm-hmm. When that show, we they talked about it on the radio the next day. They wrote a blog about Hunt, Vince Serrano, and his crew came out. Blah, 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 and Throwing blunts and money. Never seen before. Never seen before in 2009. We freely. And, bro, people don't know about that story. Because, dog, mm-hmm. people was on the radio on the freak show the very next morning. And they were like, I don't know who it was. But there's these Chico cats, man. They came out. They were throwing green and green. And it was crazy. That's crazy. And you know what's crazy? This is the first time me hearing about that feedback on the radio where people actually was embracing the the bud and the weed and the energy. And I was like, damn, like, honestly, I felt bad because when you came, when you get on stage, like, yo, where the weed at? I'm like, yo, you said to light it up. I was like, <laughs> and I lit the, I lit the Yo, my man says, clubs threw all the weed in the crowd. I said, he did what? You know, it's funny. I could see Hollywood, the way the way your mannerism just was Yo. about him. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. But, bro, that was a great moment, bro. Like, at the end of the day, we, like, and the crowd had fun. We opened up. That set us off. And I truly believe that those moments prepared me to get to this point today, man, because I, I know the crowd reaction, and I fell in love with that and addicted to that bro you know and mm. i know you were there bro you know like that feeling the footage was is still on youtube after this after this i'm gonna send it to you i still got that footage <laughs> i gotta see the gold white owl rappers following it see that yo it was great though man yeah man i'm glad i'm glad you brought back those those memories man because it goes to show you know how long we stood down with each other, you know, you know, I'm sure you only deal with stand-up individuals like me right. and the fact that we linked and stood the test of time, right. you know what I mean? goes to show you how, how we both are and made of, you know what I'm saying? And, sure. um, you know, and again, go, go, going back now to where, you know, you first had this dream and you first wanted to pursue music. I'm sure it was when you were a young age, but I know through the trials and tribulations of growing up and becoming teenagers and men, we start figuring out that, you know, we, we got to diversify our attention because, you know, unfortunately the dreams aren't paying the bills. So I want to, I want to go to that point where you kind of figured out, okay, I got to do something else real quick. Cause I got a family to feed and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to put my dreams to the side, not on hold, just to the side part time. Yeah. I mean, realistically, a lot of people don't know this, but like, you know, I, I, I was financing, um, my dream through a negative, uh, action. And all mm-hmm. that did was get me negativity. And so when mm-hmm. I came out, you know, I had did a lot, you know, I had to sit down, like I had to stop. They set me up set me down in the freezer. And I had to think about where I want, I wanted to go when my time came. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to do the right thing, bro, and become a positive impact. Because, you know, me going to prison hurt so many other people like me, I could sleep anywhere. But my family was the ones that suffered my son, 
my sons, you know, mm. my, 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 my grandmother, the people who took care of me. And so, you know, I, I didn't want them to have to go through that again. And so through the trials and tribulations, and you guys will get to see this on my VH1 show. I got casted for a VH1 show called Crimes to Riches. Um, hey, man, it's, it's, it's airing in 2021. And it's going to show the story of, uh, you know, that kind of the, the come up. But you I filmed lived, it already. Yeah, they already filmed it. We um, we're already, you know, they already did the interviews. They're 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 gonna, you know, they basically took my life. They paid me for it. So you know, <laughs> like good good. Thank you, you know, thank you to all those people who who helped out in VH1, um, Hot Snakes Media, all that. But realistically, you know, I had to put my dreams on a back burner, like you said, and kind of let them simmer, you know, because. I didn't want to take penitentiary chances like I did again and like I had done and almost end up back in, in the slammer. And mm -hmm. I had to go and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting to this point now where I have responsibilities and, you know, this whole listen to my mixtape ain't going to fly. It ain't going to fly. That ain't going to listen to my mixtape. Listen to my mixtape. I get that. But like... Mm -hmm. And then I had to realize that these people aren't just gonna, my, I'm not gonna be able to just put the music out. My plugs and all the things that I had, when I got jammed up, they, they life went on. They forgot about me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was a tough pill to swallow for me to sit back and say, yo, here's a new, you know, here's a new start, new beginning. You start from ground zero. I basically mm -hmm. had the shirt that I had, that I got up, gone in with, you know? Yeah. And so I need to make a real move. And so what I did was I studied and I, I saw somebody who I saw, you know, six months earlier, they were doing bad. And then I saw them getting into this business thing and they was living in the middle of Midtown, Manhattan, suit on, just really came up. And I asked mm. them, I said, listen, man, I need to take an environment change. I need to change my environment. I need to get around people who's really doing it. And that's when I got mm. into the solar industry, man. And no lie, bro, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, mm. just like if you get into any industry, you know? And this was commission-based commission only, right? Commission-based only, bro. You kill what you eat. You eat what mm. you kill. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And realistically, bro, like, I, I wanted it that way, but I was trash because I was so brand new. And I had mm. to struggle. And I saw other people around me who were, who were seeing success. I still do. I still see people out there who do it bigger than me. But all that means to me, that don't, I don't shy away from that. I take that and say, if they doing it, I could do it. Right. And that's what I did. I surrounded myself around people who was getting it, and they taught me the business, man. And I was just a sponge. And for like seven years, bro, no lie, for seven years, I had to just keep cooking up the music, keep cooking up the music. But I had to put my focus on getting the money, taking care. I got child support. I got kids, and they're not going to hear this listen to my mixtape. Now with that, now with that motivation behind, you know, actually having more of a stable situation, what motivated you to take a commission-based opportunity where, like you said, you eat what you kill versus a salary-based nine-to-five hourly position that gives you a more security? I just knew that when you take the safe route, like I had got a job before I got this job, and I was hustling putting in the same amount of effort and I was going ham and getting paid the same amount as the guy next to me who would spend two hours in the bathroom 
or you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? He show up late and I'll be there early and our paychecks look the same, you know? Mm. And that shit started wearing on me. So I started saying, well, you know what? Like I'm putting in my effort because I want this job. This dude don't really give a damn about it. And we making the same money. Something don't sit right with me. Mm. So that whole idea of, well, you get in what you put out. Mm. I was already on that. And mm. I was like, well, if I would have did something like that, and I'm putting in the same amount of effort, then I ain't got to worry about this dude showing up. I just got to worry about me. And realistically, mm. man, I just need to be, you know, I was good at sales. You know, so I'm good right. at anything. All I got to do pre- is put in. the previous endeavor. Right. So all <laughs> I got to do is I got to just get a good product. And if I go pop, people, it's going to move. And from the time you started that gig to your first sale, what was that time frame in between? It was, it was hell. Okay. <laughs> it was hell. It was, you know, it was, I slept on somebody's floor. You know, that song down below came mm-hmm. from the bottom down below sleeping on them cold nights. I was sleeping on the floor. Hey, I ain't never hear that track, but it sound good. That's from Roddy Rich. That, okay. that song resonated with me okay because i I heard that on my brother's floor in new york city i had no money that was a crib i came to see you at when i came to visit yeah in queens Mm -hmm. bro i grabbed all my shit put it in a in a in a public storage low queue took my happy ass to new york no place to stay went to my brother's house and was like look man i need a spot i'm i gotta i gotta go make it and he was like come on and slept on his couch. Sometimes at that time, everybody was trying to get on their feet, so more people was there. Sometimes I had to sleep on the floor. And then mm-hmm. it struggled. And I needed, you know, I had to go through it. I had to go through it. I had to really want this. This mm-hmm. wasn't something that was just going to be given to me. This has got to be something I had to work hard for, mm-hmm. you know? And they, they tried, the company tried to let me go like three times because I wasn't making no money. Mm-hmm. And I told them, nah, listen. This is keeping me out of trouble. I'd rather be sleeping on the floor and under this bridge than be rich because I went to go sell drugs mm-hmm. and in jail. So they were like, all right. So they finally got leadership. They got good leadership inside that office. And the man came to me, man, after he sold like three or four or five, ten deals. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, how you do? <laughs> <laughs> how are you How'd you do yeah. that? Let and, me let me shadow you. <laughs> no, and he was like, he was like, look, bro. I was like, yo, how much did you make? And he showed me it was like 10 racks. Mm. All right. I was sleeping on the floor. Right. He was sleeping in Bayside. Oof. I said, 10 racks have changed my life right now. Shit, five racks have changed my life right now. Right. And he was like, well, just do what I do. Vibe with me for two weeks. Give it your all. Because if you give it 99%, there's a chance you fail. Mm. But if you give it 100%, you're guaranteed to succeed. Jewel right there. That's a jewel right there. Damn, that's the jewel damn. right there. That's bigger than all this. That's mm-hmm. bigger than all this. That's right. bigger than all this. Because, dog, no lie. I stood my, I stood my ground. I was going to quit. Mm. I was going to quit. They didn't have to find me. I was going to quit. But my grandmother called me. I called my grandmother. I was crying. And I was like, 
can't do this shit. I got bills. I'm back up on my bills. I'm over here. It's cold. Mm. She's like, listen, man, I visited you in prison. And, um, you know, I'm going to be real with you. The first time was a mistake. The second time's a choice. You go back to prison. I'm not visiting you now. Because mm. she knew right what I was going to do. And she's like, right. so I suggest that you just make this shit happen and figure it out. So I, was, I had to think about it. She's like, oh, yeah, and if you do decide to come back down here, you have to sleep on the couch because we gave away your room. Oh. So I was like, oh, shit, well, shit, I'm already on the bottom. Right. And I ain't just come this far just to come this far. Mm-hmm. Or turn back. Might as well keep going. And, bro, all of a sudden, dog, I just put my head down, just focused on it, bro. And then my first week, I got two sales. First week, Okay. That that my first week no 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 my first Shadow week after like six months after six okay after good. six and months and that's exactly what I what I wanted to get at because it's that I want people to see how important having patience is because so many want to start at the top with just have a dream and want it to work but if it's not working right away they let it go and it's like yo if you really put your all hundred percent into it and see the whole thing through. You never know what could happen, but if you don't try or really stick to it and decide this is who I am and what I want to be, then you'll never know. And then you'll just be juggling all over the place looking for the thing that pops off the fastest, but nine times out of ten, it ain't going to be nothing. It ain't never going to work like that. And that's what people got to understand, man. The things that are actually work something, like, I, I, I keep it real with you. Do you just want a chick that just lets you hit it right away? Not you anymore. Yeah, you don't want you that don't last because right. you're afraid that everybody else is going to hit it that fast. Big facts. You want somebody that's going to make you work for it, right? Make you mm. value that opportunity, make you value that person. And mm. any opportunity that's worth something is going to make you work to go earn it. Facts. And so I had to realize that. And the times that I had to quit, I wanted to quit. There were times that it was tough. But you had to keep going. And now when shit is tough, I remember how, look, I get to deal with my problems with one of these. I get mm -hmm. to deal with my problems with a brand new house. All that down right. below sleeping on the floor. Well, guess what? Now I'm sleeping on the second floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right and, it, and when I struggle, I think about, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, fuck it. We don't got fucking sales this week. Fuck. You know, or mm -hmm. yo, it's tough. We got Guess what? I deal, I deal with different kind of problems now. I don't deal with the problems about, like, yo, I was eating oatmeal on Oceanside Avenue in New York at a gas station, pouring the hot water in the oatmeal and do, eating that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it was right. I didn't have to buy – my problems back then was having to ask my brother to borrow $20 so I could get gas to go to work for a job I hadn't even got paid for. Those were my mm. problems. Now my problems are, damn, dog, yo – we only made 50000 this month, and, it, and your bills cost 20000 Right. And now you're spending this money. That, and then once we got to that point, like, this is the thing. The progression, no matter what you work hard at, it could be basketball, it could be music, it could be a career, it could be acting, it could be music. If you work at it long enough, your dreams will come true. Right. You only get better, man. You can only go up from here, man. You're so just don't stop. Hmm. 
Okay. So now, so now, you know, you, 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 you doing your thing at the job, you know what I'm saying? And now you're, you're growing successful because you was telling me that you started your own branch and you wanted to come back to Florida and create this whole team. So now I know the dream was still there with music and stuff, but now the business is doing so good because I found myself at a point in time where I got a secure job working at this medical school back in the day and I was doing good. They was feeding me good. And I was like, shit, I'm getting everything I wanted from this job that I wanted from rap. So why rap? You know what I'm saying? So what actually motivated you to keep that dream alive and come back with it? You know, cause you, cause you still got the solar thing going on, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what pays the bills. That's what finances and helps me with all my investments. You know, mm. I just had to learn how to balance my time, you know, and I, there's, there's a couple of things. First, you go chase your career. After you chase your career and you get good at that, then you go chase your dreams, which mm. I, 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 I didn't know. Sometimes, sometimes that's the same thing for people. Sometimes they they do it backwards or they do it backwards. So they go chase their dreams, which doesn't pay them. So they struggle. Like, Mm. I'm not going to lie. And I learned this after I got out. I went on the road with gunplay before I got a job. Mm -hmm. I was in the streets and I saw the behind the scenes and I realized I didn't want to live like that. Mm. I don't want to be at the mercy of a label. I don't like elaborate more on that. Like what? what, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't like. You remember Gunplay Bible on the Dash, right? He had a mm-hmm. good record, Bible on the Dash. Then, like, I think we drove. I think we drove to uh, Naples or Newport Richie one time, and the club was kind of dead for the Gunplay show. Remember? So we. This is the thing. We went. This is late, a little bit later on, right? Okay. Gunplay had a song called Bible on the Dash. Mm-hmm. He also, at the same time, had just slapped up his account and caught a case. Mm-hmm. My boy was managing him. And MMG, or whoever it was, Def Jam, Mm -hmm. decided to drop his budget because they didn't know if the record was going to take off, if he was going to take off. Mm. And so they went and they put his South by Southwest budget, which was nine grand, and they shortened it to two. And I saw what that does to artists. I saw what that can do to your... And, and bro, it's, it's a business. It's the music business. And I saw that and I saw what we had to make work. And my dude and Gunplay did a great job with making it work. Mm. But it opened my eyes to being at the mercy of these people, these mm. record executives, these labels, your boy who owns the label. And I did. Essentially owns you. And to me, to me, Nipsey Hussle said it the best, bro. I want to go and I want to own my own masters. I want to own, I'm not, I don't want to be a slave for somebody else. Never have, never will. Mm-hmm. I want to own my own stuff. I want, to, I want my failures to be because of me, not because mm-hmm. of a, a record label. I want my, my wins to be because I put in the hard work and that was the results. I just want to work hard and live with the results, but I don't want to work hard and then somebody tell me, yeah, we're not feeling that. Because that's not, that ain't going to sit well with me. It didn't. And so mm. what I realized is that I needed to generate a high income earning skill 
to be able to chase my dreams at the level that I chase my dreams at. Because I'd rather have two lions than a hundred sheep all day. And so, God damn it, man. God damn it, man. I love it. Keep going. Right. So, if it's got to be me and my right hand man who's out here passing CDs or passing stickers or QR codes or sticking those things up or pushing my records and that, then it's going to be me and my man. And I know it's going to be me and my man that eats. Always been that way. Always will be. I would rather have it me and my man than me and a hundred people I don't know who really don't give a shit until if I'm not hot anymore. Right. Right. So that was the motivation to go independent. To go, not just independent. Yes, independent. But people, some people have an independent artist and they have investors. I wanted to be my own investor. Mm. I wanted to be an investor in my own stuff. I mm. wanted to invest in my own things. I, so that way I come to these labels and I say, look, this is what we're doing. We technically don't need you, but we want to work with you. Right. We want to partner up, not me be a slave. I want to be a partner mm -hmm. because we're already getting the results that we want mm -hmm. and we're going to continue to do so. And we want you to invest, but you right. can't own me. We already are, are, are too big for that. We know right. that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want people to understand too. Like I teach people now it's about offering opportunities because now these opportunities that are happening for me, I want to give those opportunities to other artists. I do it for solar. I teach other people how to make money. I was able to hire my wife. My wife quit her job. She believed in the opportunity and now she's succeeding. And that's mm. the opportunity that I want with that. You put your circle on, bro. The people actually care about you. Yeah, you empower your circle, man. That's a fact. Okay, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, man. A lot of people, especially, you know, I hate to say it, in Tampa where we was living, it's like they just, they just want to be the man just cause, and they want to be the top dog. And it's like, it ain't really about that because none of that means anything, especially when you local. It's like the man here for what? You know what I'm saying? Where is that actually going to get you? You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I'm glad you didn't fall into the, that crab in the bucket mentality. You know, you was always above the environment. And Bunch like, of lobsters. Bunch of lobsters, bro. You know? <laughs> and, and, bro, I sit back and I realize I'm glad you're touching on that because – you know, you're not the only person to say that. How I got to get more famous in my city by going out of my city? Well, that's because you local to these people. But guess what I'm popping? I'm popping off in Colombia. Mm. In Colombia, right. people's looking at me like I'm... And, and to me, I think it's us being, being in the local mindset. Mm. It was us saying, you know, yeah, I want to be popping in my city. Right. You know what? I prefer for my city to not even know who I am because I can walk around like I'm I'm safe. Okay. Yeah. And I think I think people don't really think like that until they leave the city. You know, I think that crab in the bucket mentality comes from not ever leaving the city. So that's Preach. all you know. Preach. You know I had to get so out of my city to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the people that are in that city, they only see they only attach themselves to what's successful. If you're just local, then you're just a regular. Like, I've, I read some book where it's like when you become more accessible, your value decreases. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you got to be a celebrity, bro. You got to be inaccessible. You got to mm -hmm. be – and, bro, you can't make your time available to anyone. It's the same kind of – it's the same kind of mentality as you don't want something that's been ran through. You want to be the 
new person, the flavor of the month, year, like not the, not the, oh, this is just vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Nah. And I think that's what we bring in now, bro. And I think you over there where you at in Cali getting out of the city, you know, mm-hmm. doing your thing, bro. I want to tell you, man, sometimes, especially during my time of trying to come up, me seeing you on commercials, me seeing mm. you on Under Armour stuff, getting thrown, Cam Cam Newton throwing you passes, you over here got the helmet thing on. I see you, bro. <laughs> you see you over here, the Mr. Detective, and that mm. makes me feel, that made me feel like I was, my dreams were attainable. Mm. That's what's That's up, man. So thank That's you for having me, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for, for, for giving me those props, man, because it's like, that's pretty much what I do it for is like to inspire others is my main motivation. That's what keeps me going. So even if it's like one person out of like the 12K people on Instagram that tells me, yo, I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. You inspire me. That keeps me going 100%. You know what I'm saying? That's all I need. That's all I need. So Bro, thank you. I, I thought about when I saw you on those things, on those, on those shows, on the, on the, on the commercials, um, in the movies, you know, I told my boy, my, my, I told my girl, I was like, yo, my boy's in here. But I know that what you had, cause I know you, I know what you had to do. You had to pick up and move. You had to pick up, you had to actually put on a jacket or a shirt and go to an audition and put yourself mm. out there to even get to that point and see mm. the hard work. And we spoke during those times, man. And when I actually saw it come to fruition, I don't care what it was on. Yo, <laughs> it, it could have been on, I don't care, you could have been on a Glade plug-in thing, bro. <laughs> you, it, you looked, I looked at you, I looked at the production, and I said, if he could do it, I could do it. Thanks, man. That's a fact. And you're doing it, man. You got the VH1 shit. I ain't getting no VH1 opportunity yet, goddamn. Now that's motivation for me. Coming, I got bro. something else to do. It's coming, man. <laughs> it's coming, bro. And, bro, 2021, man. So. so now tell me now, now now that you accumulated this success, you know what I'm saying? Well, tell me the story behind the billboard. How did that part come to fruition? It's a really good question, man. So. I got on this record. Uh, I, I got on this record with a kid named Katori, one of the most talented artists that I know. Um, and he he put me on and was like, "Yo, he's actually the one that put me on the VH1 stuff because he got to know me and and know the background story." And then he had people um, in the in the music industry, in the video industry, and in all these industries working for VH1 cameramen. And he just told them my story, and they were like. You know, he put me in contact with him and I just wrote the best emails of my life. And those people were like, yo, let's, this is a movie. We got to shrink it down to 45 minutes. So that's how the VH1 thing came off. Um, but then we made a couple of good records and then we put them out there and we did like this panel. Wait, wait, before, before you go into the record stuff, that email, because people need to know the in-betweens of these stories because some people just reach out to an industry professional and not necessarily be professional with their writing, just be like, yo, check this shit out or post this shit, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, how, putting your professional hat on, how detail-oriented did that story have to be? Or how did you even have to present yourself to get these people attention? Granted, that referral goes a long way also, but the fact you still had to hold your own when you came to present yourself. So explain that. So he hit me up and was like, yo, my man shooting this thing. It looks like your story could fit good with it. So I looked him up and I saw who he was and I saw that it was legit. 
And he shot me the email. His email was like, if you want it, it was in the post. So I knew that I had to stand out. So I wrote, a, it was on, you know, a redemption story. If you had been in the game and then you turned your life around and you want people to know how you did it and now you're killing it in the legal way, write the email. And that was right up my alley. Mm. That was my life story. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had nothing. It was, this, it was the hardest thing, but it was the best thing for me because all I had to do in that email was basically, you know, and this is where a lot of people say, oh, don't go to school, don't do this. Listen, composition class, English 101, introduction, mm-hmm. body of work, conclusion. <laughs> I said, hey, man, I was like, hey, Dan, this is my, you know, I could literally legit read you the email, but the email was so, so on point. I basically just gave him a little bit. Hey, this is who I am. I saw your, I saw your message and here's a little bit about my story. My, the reason why I think this is, I'd be a good fit. Boom, 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 this. And then thank you for taking this into consideration. I think I'd be an awesome fit. My company has done X amount of dollars in sales since then, and I'm the story that you guys want to be for. If you have any other questions or want to speak in person, just hit me back. And then after I shot it off, I DM'd him. It was like, yo, my boy Matt, he had hit you up or whatever. He had hit me up and told me that you had to stay. I sent you an email. Let me know if you get it. And he was like, all right, cool. So I kept him kind of guessing. So when he opened the email, it was already at the top. He opened the email, clicked. And then he read the email because it was so perfectly like short enough, but still mm-hmm. good enough for to explain. It got him intrigued. And I'm a master storyteller, bro. Mm-hmm. I sell. So all right. I had to do was sell myself. That's it. That's it. That's all we do in music all day is sell ourselves, sell our story. Yeah. So he 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 read it, told him the story when he got on the phone. He's like, let's call it four o'clock. I told him the same story. Basically reiterated it with the feeling, put the voice to it. My man mm-hmm. wrote down the story, made me look like Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Hustle and Vince hey. Connell, the legends. Mm-hmm. I even told him, I was like, yo, my man, like, this is, this is crazy. And he was like, right. we got to get him a bite. And sure enough, they bit. They're like, once they see you and they actually see you and they see your thing, then you can you tell them. And they got me on a Zoom. Mm. As soon as that happened, bro. I just did the same thing I'm doing with you. Right. And they fell in love. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Okay, now to, now back to the, to the, the billboard. Well, so the billboard was the same situation. Did mm-hmm. a music with Couture. Couture mm-hmm. put his little sauce on it, made it sound beautiful, right? And then we, I, again, I wanted to be my, our own investor because I was like, yo, this is probably our, some of our best work and I don't want this to just sit on a, on a on a laptop. Back burner, yeah, on the right. laptop. So I called some plugs, threw a little gas behind the thing, right? And then my people started seeing, oh, we first started off with doing Triller videos. No lie. Okay. With the Triller videos, making it happen, and people were like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. song's kind of hot. So then we said, okay, cool. We started giving it to DJs. I went to respect the DJ, Kim Certified. She got me on this panel, and then they mm. got me on a bunch of panels with some producers. And it just mm. turns out that those producers were distributed by Empire. And they okay. were on a roll and they were doing a Latin song. And they were like, they heard the record. They were like, bro, that's you rapping in Spanish? I said, yeah, that's me. They were like, I got a song for you. They shot me mm. the song. They were like, get it done in 24 hours. You got to take it to the label. Got it done, shipped off, gave them my IPI number. Boop. That's it. 
Record yes. sold. Wow, got it in 24 hours. That's uh, hey, we some of us do our best work under pressure, man. But that's some pressure for your ass, Craig. That's it, bro. <laughs> under the frying pan, bro. Under the fire, bro. I move, bro. I move, mm. and that's I feel like you said, man. That's our best work when it's under stress, yeah, bro. I do my best fighting. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Dude. When you're back against the wall, that's what's <laughs> up, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. So now through this whole, you know, your, your life's journey from, you know, getting a job, you know, to coming out, I mean, from getting out of jail to getting a job, living your life right, jumping back into music. At what point, you know, did you, did you actually uh, meet wifey and did you decide that this is the one that's really gonna help me see the rest of my journey? Yeah, man. I'm glad that you asked about her, bro. Cause she's the real MVP, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying like, you know, I'd have been through so much bullshit. She'd have been through so much bullshit in her life that it's like we met like it's really perfect timing, bro. You know, mm. I, I had gone through a situation in a previous relationship that just went south and I had sacrificed so much of myself to that other person's happiness. And at the end of the day, that person wasn't even happy still. And so, mm. yeah. And so I told myself that I wasn't going to involve myself in anything like that no more. I'm going to be here for me and for my family, like my kids. And so I did that and I focused on that for three or four years, bro. And then, bro, I, I excelled. A wise man once told me, a dude who chased women loses a lot of paper. Right. But a dude who chases paper never loses any women. Right. And so... What that did to me was I said, okay, we're going to focus on us and my family and getting in there. And I rose through the ranks and I started making bread. I started making a lot. And then I started having things that were required of me. They required me to travel and they gave me offices in different parts of the country. So these, these things where you see me flying and you all there, the company was paying for that. It was paying me. So I'm looking like a superstar regardless, just no music out, just yo, this man's always getting it. Like, what's he doing? Like, this man's like, yo, getting going. So people started gravitating to that. And then I got lonely. Mm. But it was just my life because I was always on the road. And when I was always on the road, I wanted to, and people would be like, I don't know how you do it, bro. I got a family. And I used to hate hearing that shit. Mm. And I was like, man, I got a family too. Right. <laughs> shit. But I understood what they meant, like their wife, their kids. And to me, I was starting to feel like that wasn't in the cards just for me. Just didn't work. There wasn't a woman out there that was going to understand that. And then I came down to go shoot a video, sheesh. Mm -hmm. And that night, my boy's like, yo, I got to go pick up my girl. Do you want me to go? You want to come with me? I'm like, nah, man, I'm just going to chill in this house. He's like, nah, bro, I, I, come with me. <laughs> He's just like... I want you in my crib like this. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So I get, I get this. Had to read between the lines. <laughs> yes, I get this car and we go and he goes to pick up this girl, but this girl's still in there. They're at this uh, Peyton with a twist, you know, the wine spot. Mm -hmm. And this girl is in there. And then all of a sudden I look across, man, and there's these three other girls and I know one of them. And then right. there's a beautiful girl sitting in the front. And I'm like, who is that? Hmm. I was like, yo, who is that? And then there was one of my boy's girl had a friend, and I guess she was looking like, who was that to me? But I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at this beautiful woman who ended up being my wife. 
And right. someone was trying to be the line blacker and just clog up the holes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, long story short, bro, we kicked it from that day. She loved my hustle. She loved who I was. She loved that I did music, supported me, bro. And to keep it real, I'll sleep in a bathroom with a bed in it, bro, myself. Mm-hmm. But for my family, for my girl, for my kids, that ain't going to happen. And she just took me to the next level. Shit that I don't want because I'm like, oh, that's too expensive. That's, you know, da, da, da. she actually forces me to be better and get that shit. So mm. that when you find that, don't let that go. That's hard, and, man. I still got to be better for her, bro. I still got to be better for her, bro. And for my mm-hmm. kids and all that. And I still got a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I still be making mistakes. I still get, you know, still be, be you know. But realistically, yeah. bro, that's my heart. I go through fire, flame, yoga flame for all that. For my family, bro. For myself, I might be like, nah, I don't want to get burnt. But for my family, bro, I'm going all yeah. in. As you should, my brother. As you should, man. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? You got you got a strong woman behind you. You definitely got to keep that, man. I see I got the podcast together, which is yeah. dope, man. Tell me, tell me a little about that. The Relatable Podcast, y'all. You know, mm-hmm. we had a couple, we had a good season during coronavirus. We're going to be coming back with that. Um, it was a, it was just something that we did, you know, from coronavirus that, you know, she, she wanted to be able to still, you know, communicate with her people, yet still talk about things that were entertaining. And, and dude, we had a good platform on DMP, uh, you know, DMP music and, and they, that's who actually signed us because of that. And Mm. because of that, we got a good platform. We get like four or 5,000 views every single time because we were just talking about real shit, things that right. couples go to through, um, you know, what's good. And especially during coronavirus, people were home, so people were viewing in. So it was an awesome opportunity, and we're still going to be continuing that. Mm. And I know you were telling me some things about uh, monetization on your podcast. You say you haven't reached that point yet. Uh, does that, that platform that you had to deal with, did they, uh, they didn't help you monetize that either? Nah, it was just like, you know, she had the idea of the podcast. She just had it. Let's do a podcast. And we, I had the plugs for, for that. And we just did it. We didn't even talk about monetization. We just did it just to do it. Um, and then when things kind of took off, we were, you know, the podcast kind of got, got a little bit in the back burner, a little bit of doing some traveling. Um, but nah, they didn't help us with it, but we're looking for it. We're definitely looking at that. Yeah, there's a few opportunities out there, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, with the YouTube, once you get uh, 4,000 watched hours and 1,000 subscribers, this allows you to monetize your content. Facebook also allows you to monetize video content after you get 10,000 likes on your business page. Mm. And then um, you can also convert the video to an MP3 form and load it up on anchor.fm. And it's basically a, a, a audio podcasting platform that distributes to Spotify, Google Play, basically any way you can listen to an audio form of a podcast, you can distribute it through Anchor for free, and it pays you. It pays you per stream, of course. You know what I'm That's saying? Awesome. So the listeners you have, the more uh, money you make. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got I, Anchor. I got Anchor, and I think one of our shows is on there. So I think we just need to go in and and move that out there and monetize that, man. I appreciate you putting us on to that, dude. Yeah, upload the rest, and there's also like these. Like I joined this. Uh, this 
this platform called Tango, and basically they offer opportunities to up-and-coming podcasters because they're connected with iHeartRadio, and they look for new and up-and-coming type of podcasts, but that are different, that have a different niche. Like, you know, I got the Sandwich Review Show, right. and they were interested in that. So, you know what I'm saying? They're they interested in doing a little deal with that. So you I know, like that Sandwich Review, man. When y'all, had, y'all hit that uh, Popeye's sandwich, I was like, man, this ain't really nothing. Yeah, shit was trash, man. I should get a two out of a ten just because I'm hungry right now. <laughs> I, I ordered that and I thought about your pod, podcast. I was like, bro, my boy, you right. PDQ killing this shit. I'm PDQ shit. Chick-fil-A, goddamn. Shit. <laughs> nah, that's shit. what's up, man. So now, so now, you know what I'm saying? So what's the plan? Now, I want to know, now that you got the billboard plaque, right, you know, how do you plan to use that as leverage for the next deal? Oh yeah, price is going up. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so so obviously, right? Um, you know, it's just having the billboard and being a billboard artist, that's cool, but that ain't the end goal. You right. know, that was just kind of like a goal that was, that now we got it chunk chunked up. A stepping stone. Right. Realistically, man, what I'm doing is I'm just gaslighting. I'm 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 giving you guys the crumbs little by little. And then when this VH1 thing pops off, you know. It's more of the, you know, obviously my music is monetized. I got distribution through EQ. Um, we've got TikTok influencers that just, you know, we've got a song that's coming out. It's called Swishy. It's already got 500,000 views on, on, uh, on TikTok. And TikTok mm-hmm. pays three cents a view. So, like, we're looking at, we're looking at those things. We're, we're creating um, a fan base in different places like Colombia. We're about to do a press run in Colombia because Colombia mm-hmm. looks at trap and they're looking for a Latin representative that's going to be, that they can relate to. And I, I'm that guy. And so mm-hmm. we're going to be moving that, putting me at the forefront of Latin hip hop. Um, and just moving those things because realistically, man, I'm going to be real with you. And I, this is for all my haters, y'all. I'll be real with you. And I, and I hear you. I hear you when we're speaking. Until mm-hmm. this thing, say number one, we ain't stopping. And then after that, I'm trying to get three, four, five, six, and sevens, eights of number mm-hmm. one. So that that this is just the beginning. This now this is where the hard work actually comes in at. Now it's consistently doing it again, getting to that point. We've got so much love in different places in Colombia and stuff like that. That now I know that if I put out records that I can mm-hmm. get engagements in different places, and this is just one of the few. One 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 day this is gonna be like, man, clubs, remember I was flexing on the show with the billboard and I got like 20 of them bitches. You know? Right. And it's gonna be like I don't even know why I was even tripping so hard, but <laughs> but that's but that's that's just how we 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 gonna do it. So like from here on out, man, it's just the next goal, you know. Um, I want to create I want to create you know longevity and a legacy. I want to build a brand. It's not just on the music. It's not just on the solar. It's not just on the billboard plaques. It's not just in the production. It's not just in the reality TV stuff. It's in the person. I want to create. Um, almost like a Latin Elon Musk, myself, Vince Serrano. I want, yo, I want them in Tampa. I want to do something good for my community. I want my community to go just like they got Hillsborough Ave to change that bitch to Vince Serrano Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? That's really what I want to do. I want to create a legacy so my kids and, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just about me, but it's about what we were able to offer opportunities. I don't want on my tombstone to be like, yo, he did well for himself. Right. <laughs> I wanted to say, yo, he helped others. He did. He was a great influence. He, he was inspiring. He motivated me, you know, like those things. Like he was a motivational. He was a, he was inspiration. And that's what mm-hmm. I want people to remember me as. So. 
That's what's up, man. You're definitely taking the right steps to make that happen, man. I just want to say, as your brother, I'm super proud of you, dog. Like, we came a long way, man, since from throwing blunts in the stage to doing our thing right that now. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it. I don't. I don't know. I wonder if I see. I think I do see myself throwing it because the camera moved at that time. And when they did that move, that's when the ball got thrown. I'm gonna send it to you, man. But I want to thank you for having for coming on the show, man. Before I let you go, drop some jewels for these up and coming artists or entrepreneurs who really don't have it figured out yet. Who really just you know they 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 have a dream but they just don't know how to get there and they need to understand that diversifying your attention can ultimately get you to this goal. So just elaborate on that for those youngsters who have this dream, have this entrepreneurial mindset, but don't have any direction. So your music, whatever you're doing, if nobody knows about it, it doesn't matter. So you can have the best music in the world. You can be the most talented artist, but if no one hears it, it's just stuck on your hard drive. It's doing you no good. Don't be scared. Put it out there. Put it out there. If you don't have the money to put it out there on TuneCore, put it on SoundCloud. Pick a platform and go hard on that. And then promote it. You know, people hit me up all the time. Man, you spam me all the time, dog. I'm promoting the record. Unfollow me. I won't take it personal. You know, put it out there. Put yourself out there. Yo, I'm a big flex. That's me. I've been like that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just me. I like nice shit. I want to do, I want to, I do what other people can't to live like other people won't. So put mm-hmm. yourself out there. And it's not just about your music, man. It's about who you are. People nowadays aren't even connecting to the music. They're connecting to the people. So you right. got to connect to the people, the people who are going to support you. You're not going to make a million dollars. Songs are a fraction of a penny. Create a shirt. Create an image. Mm-hmm. Create something that can make money. Because there you go. Merch. Mm-hmm. And bro, I'm telling you, bro, I'm on that. I'm mm. on that. I love that Sleepers for Billionaires. Thank I love you, that. Man. Motivations all day, baby. That's it, daddy. Well, shit, let the people know where they can follow you, man. Let the people know where they can listen to the music and all that and follow you on TikTok, all of that. Yeah, man. Go check me out on all social media platforms. I am Vince Serrano. That's Vince, V-I-N-C-E, Serrano, S-E-R-R-A-N-O. And then you can go find that on Apple Music, on iTunes, same thing, Vince Serrano. And I am Vince Serrano. I appreciate you for having me on the Sleepers for Billionaires podcast. Thank Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you for coming and doing this, man. I know you got a lot going on. You about to fly to New York, shoot a video and do all that. I'm glad you took the time out to speak with your boy. You know what I'm saying? Already, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Ben Serrano, Johnny Vegas. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. And make sure you go get yourself some merch. Or if you want to sell some solar energy, holla at Ben Serrano. Holla at me, the youngest in the yacht club, huh? Uh, Talk to nicely.